kicking off season four with a bang. We have shared stories, testimonies, and news of gospel artists, musicians, songwriters, promoters, and announcers. We would like to continue the mission of sharing great news through gospel music and its gold. There will be more shows giving tribute and accolades to pioneers and those who have left legacies of ministry through song. I hope you, the listening audience, enjoy the conversations of my guests and show your support by purchasing their music and or reaching out to them, letting them know they are appreciated. Love is not just a word, but an action. So let's all take part in sharing love to those who are in the ministry of music, spreading the gospel in song. We hope to continue bringing exciting shows and growing our knowledge in gospel music and its gold to the music genre as a whole. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Giving tribute today were Reverend Isaac Douglas, who was born May 13, 1940, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and of course, began singing gospel music as a young child. He was asked to join the Raymond Raspberry Singers at the age of 15, and that was when his reality began to form of him being able to sing gospel music across the country. Just a few years later, he was recruited by Ruth Davis of the famous Davis Singers. And at an early age, he saw what his gift of singing did to audiences. Eventually, Isaac began his own group, the Isaac Douglas Singers. Out of that group, along with Benny Diggs, they formed the New York Community Choir, which made a recording to put them on the map by singing on Nikki Giovanni's album, The Truth is on Its Way, in 1971. Following a calling to ministry, Isaac 
continued to sing and form other groups and choirs. Over his career, he appears on multiple albums and singles, which his voice captivated audiences, not only in the United States, but overseas as well. There is a recount of him holding a two-hour concert (laughs) alone and keeping the audience in an uproar throughout. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Isaac Douglas was born on May 13, 1940 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Isaac was a great singer with a deep, strong voice, which was complemented by the numerous choirs he would sing with. He began singing gospel at an early age and was asked to join the Raymond Raspberry and the Raspberry Singers in the 1950s when he was age 15. And then later in the 1960s, Ruth Davis of the famous Davis Sisters selected him to join her group, the Ruth Davis Singers. Now, Ruth Davis was nicknamed Baby Sis. She founded the group at the age of 17, and she was a featured vocalist with a bluesy voice and could also play the piano, but never on stage. (laughs) I can can understand that. (laughs) She was the creative brains behind the group's musical arrangements and was not afraid to try something new. Some of her gospel songs contain doo-wop vocal techniques. Uh, from current rock and roll songs. One of her most unusual arrangements was Earnestly Praying, whose music is the cover to the 1961 pop hit, Tossin' and Turnin'. The Hammond organ's keyboard instruments were cleverly used to fill in for other instruments used in the original song. Now, Isaac also performed with the Edwin Newberry Singers. Isaac also performed with Edwin Newberry Singers, and they were founded in Philadelphia in 1954 by the gospel singer and pianist Edwin Newberry. Their unique style of singing, as well as their excellent stage presence, very quickly opened all doors for them to the world of gospels and spirituals. They toured with such famous artists as Mahalia Jackson, the Ward Singers, and Mary Johnson Davis, to name a few. In the course of time, many gospel singers modernized their style, but not so the Newberry singers who adhered to the traditional gospel sound. A newspaper opinion. The Newberry singers fully do justice to their reputation as one of the world's leading ensembles specializing in classical Negro spirituals and gospel music. (laughs) We will go back to Isaac. Isaac moved to New York in the mid-1960s and formed his first all-male singing group and they were named the Isaac Douglas Singers, which included Arthur Freeman, Benny Diggs, John Hansen, and Wilbur Johnson as original members. Their first release was Lord Have Mercy on Mendant Gospel Records, a subsidiary of 
United Artists. And I'll talk more about these record labels. I found very interesting information. In 1970, Isaac then co-founded the New York Community Choir with Arthur, Benny, and Wilbur. The group's same backing vocals for Nikki Giovanna's popular album, Truth, is on the way. Now, for those who are not familiar with Nikki Giovanni, Nikki Giovanni, was, uh, she was born in Knoxville, Tennessee, in 1943, she's an American poet, writer, commentator, activist, and educator. One of the world's most well-known African-American poets. Her work includes poetry anthologies, poetry recordings, and nonfiction essays, and covers topics ranging from race and social issues to children's literature. Nikki Giovanni gained initial fame in the late 1960s as one of the foremost authors of the Black artist movement, influenced by the civil rights movement and Black power movement of the period. Her early work provides a strong, militant African-American perspective, leading one writer to dub her the poet of the Black revolution. It is noted on her website, my dream was not to publish or to even be a writer. My dream was to discover something no one else had thought of. I guess that's why I am a poet. We put things together in ways no one else does. Now, among the group's regular concert, the New York Community Choir, they frequented venues such as New York's MoMA, which is Museum of Modern Art. I had to learn that from my husband because he's from New York. <laughs> and appearances on shows such as Soul. Now, just as you, I didn't know what Soul was other than a song, but Soul is a performative variety television program that showcased African-American music, dance, and literature in the late 1960s and early 1970s. It was produced by New York City public television station WNDT, then later rebranded as WNET during its run and distributed by NET and its successor, PBS. The program was funded in part by the Ford Foundation and the Corporation of Public Broadcasting. And that was characterized in the 1970s as the only nationally televised weekly series oriented to the Black community and produced by Blacks. Just to highlight uh, some of the musical guests who appeared were Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind & Fire, The Dells, Ashford & Simpson, Al Green, Gladys Knight & The Pips, and more. And then there were other performers that were on the show, such as Hugh Maskell. Other guests included Muhammad Ali, Louis Farrakhan, Jesse Jackson. So this tells you that this was a cultural show 
that showcased a lot of Black talent, artists, and groups. And New York City Community Choir coming on there because the show actually aired uh, the first 39 one-hour programs uh, on the Thursday, September 12th, 1968. So they were newbies to a newbie show. <laughs> and that is a little more information about Soul as discussed that they performed the New York City Community Choir performed on that show. Now I want to backtrack for a second and talk about the New York Community Choir, which began in the early 1970s as a branch of the Isaac Douglas Singers, as told just a few seconds ago about who was with the group. And they initially included mm, close to 100 members under the direction of Benny Diggs. Definitely a gospel ensemble, New York City Community Choir developed a style that also gave secular R&B soul and pop songs a spiritual dimension, bridging Saturday night and Sunday morning. The choir came to the public's attention when it was featured on poet Nikki Giovanni's acclaimed 1971 album, The Truth is on the Way, signing to RCA Records in 1977, New York Community Choir released a self-titled debut album produced by Warren Swartz that same year, which included the enduring dance hit Express Yourself, a follow-up album. Make Every Day Count, again produced by Swartz, which arrived in 1978. Now, this choir went on to build their own standing based from the groundwork that was given to them through Isaac Douglas and the Isaac Douglas Singers. And I'll come back to them again later. Because Isaac became influenced by Reverend James Cleveland, his music and ministry in the early 70s, Isaac moved to Los Angeles, California, establishing his own ministry. At the same time, Isaac signed with Nashborough Creed Records, as did the New York Community Choir. Isaac then moved to Nashville, Tennessee, where he continued recording with choirs, including the Johnson Ensemble, and that with their popular song, which was, The Harvest is Plentiful. A passionate gospel singer with his own ministry, Isaac Douglas was regularly compared to the Reverend James Cleveland at the starting point of his career. He had grown up listening to many of the great gospel singers and saw himself as a guardian of the tradition. As I mentioned, Isaac sang with many great choirs and groups, including the New York Community Choir, the Johnson Ensemble, the Birmingham Community Choir, Savannah Mass Choir, First Tabernacle of Deliverance Choir, New Jerusalem Mass Choir out of Greensboro, Varson Community Choir, the Charles Fold Singers, the Wilmington Chester Mass Choir, 
Houston Mass Choir, Evangelistic Choir, and Doug Ike Interdenominational Mass Choir. Over his career, Isaac recorded at least 50 albums of his own or as a guest vocalist on other singers or groups' albums. This took place over his 33-year career. And I've mentioned about the labels. <laughs> he recorded on multiple labels, uh, Nashborough, Creed Records, Savoy, Glory, Hob, Phil La, and that's Phil hyphen L dot A of Soul, Phil La of Soul, Goss Pearl, North Bay Records, Miranda, AVI, Black Label, <laughs> WEC, Paradise and Messiah. In regard of appearing on his own recordings and other recordings, I would dare put him in the category of Reverend James Cleveland. <laughs> I'd like to now read just some information that I found on the back of an album. Uh, it's Isaac Douglas and the New York Community Choir under the direction of Bernard Diggs. And this is a wonderful thing about albums is that they were able to write stories or accolades on albums and you were able to read this and kind of get to know the uh, gospel singer, the gospel group a little bit better. And uh, here's what I found is this engaging, hard-hitting gospel group whose last album, Faith Will Survive, is still sailing across at the top of gospel charts, is a real pleasure to listen to. On this, their second album for Creed Records, the songs, while maintaining a consistency of feeling and style, are varied in mood and thought. Just hold out and let's go higher are up-tempo, hard-hitting, hand-clapping numbers, while numbers such as He's All You Need and He Holds the World in His Hands are very beautiful and smooth. Other selections on this album will make the listener want to get up and happily jump around tapping your feet while others are hauntingly sad. Without the efforts of everyone connected with this great choir, this album would not be the masterpiece it is. However, we cannot overlook two individuals who have spent untold hours of their time in this project, Mr. Bernard Diggs, the director, and Reverend Isaac Douglas. Both men are dedicated to gospel music and foresee its universal acceptance in the very near future. Reverend Douglas was recently called into the ministry and now travels about the country preaching as well as singing. Those who have already fallen under the spell of Isaac Douglas know the treats a little higher holds in store. For those of you who have not yet succumbed to the charm and fire of one of the most successful choirs in gospel music, welcome to the wonderful world of Isaac Douglas and the New York Community Choir under the direction of Bernard Diggs. 
I just think these are just wonderful jewels and nuggets. And I don't know about you, but it kind of gives me a feeling of now that I read this, I can listen to the album, listen to the songs and absorb a little bit more from it rather than just saying, oh, okay, here's a song. <laughs> here's another album. Reverend Isaac Douglas and the Isaac Douglas Singers. You really ought to get to know him. And written on this album is, it was the second night of the Montreal Jazz Festival. The auditorium was filled to capacity with enthusiastic jazz lovers, and the usual hum of excitement filled the standing room only crowd. A hush fell over the audience as the announcer in impeccable French introduced Reverend Isaac Douglas, who was to open the gospel segment of the festival. The response was deafening. It seemed as if someone had exploded a bomb of applause, shouting and whistling. The crowd seemed to sense that this would be an evening to be long remembered. To a processional of Oh Happy Day, Reverend Douglas sang and presented the other artists of the evening, namely the Stars of Faith, who opened the show with their world-famous jubilistic renditions, and the 21st century singers who took the audience even higher then it came time for Switzerland to witness the magic of Isaac Douglas. For nearly two fever-pitched hours, he sang, shouted, and carried the members of the festival's congregation to unheard-of heights in gospel music. This was a description of how experience in Switzerland, but it could well have been in any concert in which Reverend Douglas appears. He sings under the power and anointing of God. It has been my good fortune to accompany this world-acclaimed gospel giant on several occasions, one of which was the recording of this album. Here with Reverend Douglas are the new Isaac Douglas singers, the members of which, through very young, It has been my good fortune to accompany this world-acclaimed gospel giant on several occasions, one of which was the recording of his album. Here with Reverend Douglas are the new Isaac Douglas singers, the members of which, though very young, are in no way new to the gospel world. Reverend Wyatt Woods comes from the Raymond Raspberry Singers, Reverend Douglas's old alma mater. Johnny Shipley was a member of the Shirley Caesar Singers. Andre Hawkins is a student majoring in music. And Freddie Washington, who has to be one of the gospel's greatest organists. 
Since the recording of this album, Anthony Terrell of Houston, Texas, has been added to the group. Reverend Douglas's star is still rising. There seems to be no end to his God-given talent and versatility. Sit back now with me and enjoy one of the finest members of the great Nashboro family, Reverend Isaac Douglas and the Isaac Douglas Singers. And this was penned by Charles Barnett, Los Angeles, California. And here yet another album I'm reading the back of. It's uh, Reverend Isaac Douglas featuring the San Francisco Community Singers and the 21st Century Singers. And it reads as follows. Reverend Isaac Douglas has taken his brand of gospel music just about everywhere. He has sung in Spain and Switzerland, storefront churches, cathedrals, national television, a special for the British Broadcasting Company, state prisons, and his usual auditorium concerts. He also has recorded with probably as many different groups as any other recording artist on record. His backup groups have consisted of the Isaac Douglas Singers, the New York Community, the New York City Community Choir, the Birmingham Community Choir, the Harrison Johnson Los Angeles Community Choir, Benny Cummings and the King's Temple Choir, the Houston Mass Choir, the Genesis Movement, the Charles Fold Singers, the Johnson Ensemble, plus the 21st Century Singers. Here he presents a new group, the San Francisco Community Singers. This group was specifically selected by Reverend Douglas from many of the outstanding gospel singers in the San Francisco, Oakland area. In addition to these fine singers, Several of the cuts are featuring the 21st century singers, one of the most progressive new gospel groups of today. A native of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Reverend Douglas began singing as a child. He sang with many local groups in Philly. And among those were the famed Newberry Singers, Isaac has a gruff, gutsy gospel voice. During the early 60s, the late Ruth Davis discovered the remarkable showmanship that Isaac possessed and later selected him to be second lead for her group, the Ruth Davis Singers. Douglas is the kind of singer that many performers would like to emulate. He has the power to stimulate and bring audiences to their feet with hand clapping, foot stomping, participation. Soon, the Ruth Davis singers disbanded and Isaac joined up with another team of gospel singers known as the Raymond Raspberry Singers. Now, according to other information that I had, it was the other way around, where he was... Uh, he joined the Raspberry Singers and then later joined the Davis Singers. 
Now go back to the album and read this. It says, Mr. Raspberry is an outstanding writer, arranger, and composer. Raymond fell head over heels with Isaac because of his ability to interpret his music with gutsy gusto. After traveling from coast to coast with the Raspberry Singers, Isaac became tired of the same routine and later moved to New York, where he formed his own group known as the Isaac Douglas Singers. From their release of Lord Have Mercy, Isaac's popularity exploded. He was being heard on gospel stations all around the country. He also slowly rose to his own stardom. While in New York, he founded the New York Community Choir and provided background vocals for Nikki Giovanni's best-selling album, Truth is on the Way. Later in the early 70s, Isaac Douglas's plans were interrupted and Isaac was called to the ministry. With encouragement from the great James Cleveland, Isaac moved to Los Angeles, California. And from this point, he began recording for Nashville Records in Nashville, Tennessee. He recorded the Isaac Douglas Singers and then the New York Community Choir. The popularity of A Harvest is Plentiful is performed by Reverend Douglas along with the Johnson Ensemble has put Reverend Douglas on the charts all across the country over a year. Our hats off to Reverend Isaac Douglas as he continues to carry the group and song to people everywhere. Now, this was on the back of an album that was released in 1977. And as I said, it was the Reverend Isaac Douglas featuring the San Francisco Community Singers and the 21st singers, 21st century singers. Talk about busy. And as I said, in comparison to Reverend James Cleveland, he wanted to emulate. And I believe he did accomplish a lot of that. Now there's, I looked at this list of discography and yes, there were over 50 <laughs> recordings or more that was either him singing solo or with uh, groups, etc. You would think that someone that had that legacy of music, that legacy of performance, that legacy of travel and presenting, that somewhere he got an award, a, a Grammy, a Dove or something, a stellar. But prior to his death, he had not received any awards. He was nominated for a Grammy Award in the Best Soul Gospel Performance traditional category. Now, the Grammy Awards only carried the Best Soul Gospel Performance traditional, and it was only awarded from 1978 to 1983. In 1979, uh, Reverend Isaac Douglas was nominated along with Gladys McFadden, Loving Sisters of Amazing Grace, James Cleveland and the Salem Inspirational Choir, Dorothea Wade, director for I Don't Feel No Ways Tired, 
Reverend Isaac Douglas featuring the San Francisco community singers, 21st century singers for a special appearance, and James Cleveland again, and the Charles Fold singers, Charles Fold director of Tomorrow. Now, the winner in that category was the Mighty Clouds of Joy with Live and Direct. Reverend Isaac Douglas passed in February 1988 in Dallas, Texas. And let us remember the gifts that he shared with us through his voice, through his ministry, through his songs, and through the many, many lives that he touched and reached over the many labels that he was on, the, the various record labels and groups and organizations that he was a part of. And just honor the memory of Reverend Isaac Douglas. Thank you for listening to this tribute show honoring the memory of the late Reverend Isaac Douglas in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. You might also like and share the podcast episode, but if you subscribe, you'll be alerted when the newest show is published. Listen to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold radio show on WMRMDB Internet Radio Station Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am your host, Ansonia, saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. I have been afforded the opportunity to become a co-author on If We Can Do It, You Can Too. To order your copy of the book for a $10 love offering, I will include free shipping. Please contact me at 
let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. Thank you. This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about for your church. How to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, Contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan. Mm-hmm.